I can face my tomorrows with confidence because I know my Lord is already in my future. Hallelujah. I know my Lord is leading me. I know my Lord is securing me. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you for securing our lives. We thank you for securing our future. We thank you for securing everything that we are about to do. Thank you. For you are very much present in our today. You were in our yesterday. You are in our today. And we are leading us, O oh Lord. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. 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 Please be seated in God's presence. Please be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. What a blessed Sunday service we are having. And I welcome everybody who is here uh, to the church service that we, we gather together in the house of God. As we celebrate, as we worship together, we always know that we do this because, because Jesus is here. We do this because the Lord wants us to be together. We do this because the Lord is the one who is leading us. He's our master, our leader. He has conquered the grave. He has conquered all hopeless situations. And He's the one who can comfort us. Today, I welcome everybody to our church sanctuary. Definitely, I will... Uh, after a few minutes, I would definitely want to welcome, you know, I would like to ask the newcomers to stand up. But right now, uh, let's read a scripture portion. Uh, and then after that, I'll go into announcements of the newcomers and the next set of our service portion. But let's look into a scripture portion. Uh, and today's uh, main message, Pastor Ashish, he's not a visiting guest, uh, but he's part of our family, he's, he's on his way. Uh, but let's look into that scripture portion. And I know from two weeks ago, I started up. Uh, 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 you know, preaching on a series on speaking life to our situations. And uh, last week when I was, sometimes, you know, your testimonies will encourage me as well. Last week, I'm not going to name the person, but, uh, you know, I was um, in, well, doing house visiting uh, as a pastor and I was with a family and they were talking to me about the, the sermon series that I'm doing right now and how it has blessed them. Thank you so much. Your feedbacks will always help me to do better. As I go back to the house of God, as I look into God's presence, preparing for a message for Sunday morning, uh, the Lord is giving me these verses. The Lord is talking to me to lead the church into this set for our month. But at the same time, when I'm speaking these words, this is not just for a routine because the pastor has to give a message, but this is for the deliverance of our church. And when a prophetic word is released from the sanctuary, I would ask our people to just grab it, just take it. And this word will change our situation. This word will encourage and bless us. And if the Lord has blessed you with these verses, please talk to me about it. We will together work in this vineyard because the Lord wants us to do together. So on the week one, I talked to you about Speak Life. On week two, I and Sister Mercy last week partnered together in God's spirit. Somehow we related in our message and it was all about overflow to overcome. Overflow to overcome. And this morning, uh, and from the last couple of days, the Lord has been talking to me about, He will do it again. This is the word that I want to share to our church this morning. That the Lord was talking to me to share to our church that He is going to do it again. We always boast about the things that the Lord has done in the past. We always talk about a God who is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. We always talk about a God who is the God of Israel. 
We always talk about a God who is a God of our parents, our forefathers. We have so much history to talk about in our church, in our testimonies. But today is a point for us to understand He is not just the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He is not the, just the God of yesteryear, good heroes. But He is my God. If He did in the past, He will do it today with my life as well. And this is my word today to my church. If my God has done something in your life in the previous year, He is making sure that in 2017, no matter whatsoever arises, but He will do it again. Do not be complacent to the word of God. But always come to a point of agreement that His word lives in my life. It has been so many million, thousands of years ever since the scriptures were written. But the scriptures have never lost its power. It holds the same power Amen. to change our life, to, to give us an encouragement. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. If, if you can put up on the screen, we shall read it together. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and snow come down from heaven and did not return to it without watering the earth and making it to bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Verse 11. So is my words that comes out of my mouth. It will never return to me empty. But it will accomplish what I desire. And I achieve the purpose that I have sent it for. The words that come out of the mouth of God. It says that it will never return void. It will never return back to him empty. But it will always accomplish the purpose for the word of words we sent. Come on somebody, hallelujah. Am I preaching life into some situations right now? Am I talking to some of our believers right now? The word of God says, my words of hope will never return void. It will accomplish its purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is what the scripture says in, in, in verse 10. It will uh, 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 accomplish so that it is seed to the sower and bread to the... Praise the Lord. Seek to the sower and bread to the eater. Both are hardworking people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even the eater. Some of us who like eating a lot. Come on, it's a hard work. Some of our parents always complain to me and say, Eating is also hard work. But what I'm trying to say is, about the sower, come on. This is something that I learned from Dr. Billy Graham in one of his books or one of his preachings is that God will never entrust him, entrust somebody with finances who is securing all the finances. God wants to entrust people or leadership or ministries with finances who will make sure that when you receive finances or resources from heaven, you will make sure it is passing through. Or you are not just collecting and sitting over it. It should always make sure that when you receive Finances. When you receive seeds of hope, it should not just remain within yourself, but it is passing on. And that's where you see that there is always going to be an inflow 
When you have a constant inflow, you should make sure there is also a outflow. If not, what will happen? It gets stagnant. And if water is stagnant as a place, what is happening? Mosquitoes start breathing. There's so much sickness that happen. Water will lose its purity. Right? Come on. So it's the same thing. Now God is wanting to give us seeds of hope to the sower. But the sower should make sure that he is also... As he is receiving these seeds, he should sow it. Everybody seated in the sanctuary today. You are sowers in the kingdom of God. Unless you don't sow, you will not reap a harvest. Everybody wants to reap the harvest, but nobody wants to... It's a challenge today in our Christian that we see. Everybody wants to sow. Everybody wants to reap the harvest. And we are all ready with our sickles. We are all ready with our weapons. But nobody has sowed so far. Come on, people. In 2017, this is the word that I want to proclaim to our church. If you are ready to sow, you will reap in joy. Those who shall sow in tears will reap the harvest in joy. My scripture promises that. Brothers and sisters, this is what the word of the Lord is saying. That my words will never return void. So that it will give seeds to the sower. And if we are here who are ready to sow seeds into the kingdom of God, I'm blessing you guys to say that. He will make sure, he will make sure that your house will flourish. He will make sure that there is going to be a constant inflow. He will make sure that in everything that you do, the Lord will continue to bless you. And then, then, then you will always and always have in plenty to bless continuously to the lives of others. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Has he done in the past? He will do it again. But what's our job? Our job is to sow. Come on. We always and always we are ready to expect great things from God, but we don't do our part. But today let's make it a point to do it. God, I am ready to surrender myself to your work, to your hand. For the purpose of what you have sent and allowed and anointed me for. I'm ready to do it, oh Lord. I'm ready to do it. Bible says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not, returns not without creating its work. As the Lord promised you in the past, He will do it. He will do it. Times may change, years may change, seasons will change, people around us might change, but the unchanging God will always make sure that His Word is living. It's all powerful. If He has said it, He will do it. If He had promised, He will do it. If He did it in the past, He will do it again. Just trust it. Just trust it. Just trust it. Hallelujah. 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 He will definitely lead us. And the next portion that I want to take to you, your attention towards, is um, it will fulfill my desire and it will also accomplish my work. Whose work and whose desire? God's work and God's desire will be fulfilled. So what we have to understand as we wait on the Lord, as we wait for things to happen in our life, we have to understand that we need to surrender our desires to the hearts of Lord, to the hands of Lord, so that His desire will take place in our life. And that's why in the New Testament we see, Lord, hallowed be thy name. Let your will be done on earth as it is on heaven. So in heaven, His will, there's no compromise. It will happen. 
But on earth, if His will has to take place, He is partnering with us human beings. So we have to allow His will to take place in ourselves, in our surrounding. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There is no change in the will and purpose of God in heaven. But when He wants to do His things here, we are the people who should allow Him. How do we allow Him? Through our praise and worship, through our unity, through our services together. When we come to the house of God, we say, God, I surrender myself. It's not about me, but let your will be done. In the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, I cannot handle it, God. Please take this cup away from me. But in the end, he concludes by saying that not my will, but let your will be done, O Lord. Come on, that's a sweet prayer right there for us to Lord. Lord, it's not about me, it's about you. Not my will, but thine be done in my life. Can I tell you something? If the Lord's will happens in your life, it's going to be the best and the beautiful. If we intervene and ask the Lord to do what we desire, it may look good for a momentary period, but it will lose its value as we are living through it. But when the Lord does it, He will do the best of the best that is planned and prepared for us. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why I always say this to your youngsters. Wait for your partner. Don't put applications everywhere. Wait for your partner. At the right time, God will bring the best for you. At the right time, God will bring. And some people are laughing. It's okay. As a pastor, I'm blessed. You can perceive it. He will bring the best job for you. He will bring the best college for you. Wait for his timing. Also know that we wait in His presence. We wait for the Lord in His presence, seeking out God's presence. The next important thing that I would like to share, and I want to conclude within five minutes, is in the book of Ezekiel, we see verse, uh, chapter 37, verse 1 to 4. We look into the portion where uh, God is now taking this prophet Elijah, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Ezekiel, to a valley of Come on, what is it? A valley of... Well, the scripture stands, uh, starts with saying, can somebody read it? Yehovah Kail Endemel Vamnu Yehovah Kail Endemel Vamnu Pindaparayinne Avanayinne Asthikalde Talvarelike The hand of the Lord was upon me, but He led me to the valley of... We have always have a thinking that whenever the hand of the Lord comes to our place, He will always take us to the mountaintop. He will always take us to the five-star hotels. He will always take us to, you know, the, the, the road filled with roses. No, 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 no. Look into the scripture. When the hand of the Lord came upon this prophet, the first thing that I do is, He took him to the valley of dry bones. You've got to have a valley of dry bones to experience and to know what the Lord can do in the valley of dry bones. When you know... What the Lord has done in the valley of dry bones, no matter what situations come around you, against you, in our surroundings, you will always stand strong to say, the Lord lives in my life. So in the Old Testament, we look into the scripture portion where the Spirit of God is now taking this, Ezekiel, this prophet Ezekiel and making him stand in the valley of dry bones, right? In the New Testament, we also see another scripture portion from the Gospel of Mark. We see that when the Spirit of the Lord, when Jesus was baptized, 
The Spirit of the Lord led Jesus to. Come on. We got to have the experience of the valley of dry bones. Now the reason is, verse 4 says, God who made Ezekiel to stand in the midst of the dry bones, this is what the Lord is saying. Now you are the one who will prophesy to these dry bones. Now you are the one who will speak life to these dry bones. It might look dry and empty and broken. Everything is scattered everywhere. But in your valley of dry bones, my friend, God is anointing you to speak out the words of life and hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is you that the Lord is anointing. It is you that the Lord wants to work through. It is you and your mouth. It is your words. So whenever you enter the valley of dry bones, don't sit in a corner and keep complaining. Some people are always like, endotinani vedra, endotinani shodra, endotinani parikasam, endotinani nita, endotinani ithaicha, endotinani malbhumin experience. Namko na vandu manda. it is you and you that the Lord wants to use. Come on, people. It is you, my friend. It is you, my kids here. It is you that the Lord wants to use in the valley of dry bones. Your words, your words speak life into your situation. When the Spirit of God took Jesus to the wilderness, what happened? Temptation came. The devil started accusing. The devil brought temptation. But what did Jesus do? Did he run away? No. He stood against the devil, spoke the words of life. Come on, come on. In his wilderness experience, Jesus spoke the words of life against the devil. In the valley of dry bones, prophet Ezekiel, he spoke the words of life to the dry bones. Have you encountered failures? Speak to life in your situation. Have you encountered rejection? It might be a valley of rejection over the past years. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life, and my Lord will do it again. If he did in the past, he will do it again. He will prove himself that he is the God of yesterday, he is the God of today, and he is the God forevermore. He will prove himself. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It could be a valley of dry bones, but I'm speaking life on behalf of you. When I say these words, I want you to repeat it. In your spirit, in your spirit, in your spirit, God will change this valley of dry bones and bring life back into the situation. I have been praying for years now, God. I need an answer in 2017. I proclaim life into your situation. 
Amen. Amen. 